0: Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Here at QT, our mission is to provide teacher training for tutors. If you are a motivated tutor and you love to learn, the QT Podcast will inspire, motivate and support you to improve your practice. Because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference. Hello and welcome to the next installment of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking to Josh Dean, uh, inspiring uh, tutor based in, in Jerusalem, Israel, uh, with real experience in, in his area of expertise and, and, and a wealth of experience in predominantly online but also face-to-face tutoring. Uh, Josh is in an excellent position to give advice to those tutors uh, looking to get into online tutoring or those who have, have recently taken the plunge. What with the recent situation, we know that Obviously, online tutoring uh, is is booming at the moment. So, hello, Josh. How are you doing from from Jerusalem?
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Doing very well, thank you.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, there's been some travelling recently. Is that right? Where have you Where have you just come back from?
1: Yep. So, uh, I just spent uh, two weeks in the United States in Boston, uh, back visiting um, where I was studying my masters there. Um, so, yeah, visiting. Uh, friends back there and managed to be not too affected travel-wise by the whole uh, coronavirus and made it back to Israel okay and in one piece so.
0: Yes very good well uh, that's uh, certainly very lucky to have made it back I know there's some that uh, that didn't quite uh, get that far but um, how how did you get into the world of of tutoring Josh?
1: Um, Well basically I got into it through a few times in my life so far having had a period where I wasn't necessarily tied down to a certain place or a certain job and I had uh, freed I had freed up a fair amount of time to um, to do various things while I or either while I was waiting to start a new job or in the holidays of um, university uh, and during my university years and I found that um, tutoring was a good way and a fun way to um, earn some money on the side and also teach things that I enjoy teaching and that I enjoyed learning myself, um, so it's kind of been in those in between periods where I first got into tutoring, and that includes online tutoring as well. Um, you know, partly thanks to the flexibility that it offers, um, and also not having to necessarily make very long term commitments. Um, so that, that's how I first got into it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, so just talk us through, Josh, what. What subjects do you tutor and and maybe why why you've chosen those ones?
1: Uh, Yes, sure. Um, Well, as for uh, formally tutoring um, in paid lessons, I've been teaching foreign languages. Uh, The ones that I've tutored are French and modern Hebrew. Um, It is also true to say that I've tutored a fair number of uh, students for their religious studies GCSE as well many years ago, but that wasn't being paid. That was... It was, it was tutoring, I guess, but it wasn't, you know, standard. We one uh, standard session each week or anything like that. It was much more informal. Uh, as for why I chose to um, tutor modern languages, um, the reason would be that I would only want to tutor a subject that I really do feel comfortable in my own ability to give good education uh, about those subjects um and so i just say part of it would be that um for example with the tutoring modern hebrew um currently in israel i'm it's mainly the language that i'm using in everyday life it's the language here so i definitely feel comfortable you know saying that i can i can tutor that um given that I'm, I'm speaking it most of the time here and interacting in it um yeah, so sure that's that. one reason. Um, yeah. the, the other reason, as well, has got to do with not just what I want to do, but with the demand as well. Um, and, you know, I would love to teach um, Middle Eastern history and politics, but there's just less of a demand for uh, tuition. In, yes, yeah, in so you'd,
0: no you'd have no one to pay you for that.
1: Uh, you- yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I can work it in a little bit to the language <laughs> stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. No correct.
0: Yeah. Okay well so that's that really that brings out a very important point about tutoring uh, doesn't it that yes tutors, there's this constant um, interplay between tutoring uh, the demand that there is out there and, and tutoring what you want to tutor I certainly just picking up on on what you said about only wanting to tutor things that you feel absolutely comfortable in I think when I as I've been looking for a lot of work in the past um, year or so I have, probably found myself tutoring things that I wouldn't have at the beginning said that I was comfortable in but i see you, yeah, yeah. You, in order to pick up enough work uh, you you often find yourself uh, tutoring uh, things that that's or tutoring subjects that you, you know, didn't wouldn't necessarily have put down maybe as as, as your top 5 subjects
1: um, sure what i would what i would say about that is i guess it also depends on the amount of preparation time that you have individual session i mean for example tutoring something tutoring a subject that you do feel very confident in your ability to teach and give sessions in then it doesn't require as much preparation time maybe but um it's not to say that you can't teach subjects that you're less familiar with um of course you can like you say um but probably it requires some more preparation time on on your on your
0: part yeah yeah exactly oh. um josh this is a question that we uh, we often that often produces very interesting answers and, and interesting in the context of what uh, that tutor or that that teacher uh, then kind of went on to do later on. But but what kind of student uh, were you, Josh? And, and did you ever have a tutor yourself?
1: Um, yes, I, I, well, I did have several tutors over the years. Um, what kind of student was I? Um, I would. I'm probably not the best person to judge myself. (laughs) Maybe this might be a biased answer, but uh, I think I was pretty hardworking, and I was. I tended to be a pretty good student. I got good grades mainly. Um, One thing that I definitely would say about myself is that I'm. I'm not um, an all-rounder. So I have. I had some at school. I had some subjects that I was very strong in. Be it um english literature philosophy and then modern languages of course and then there were other subjects that i was pretty weak in uh, or let's say that they required a lot more effort on on my part so <laughs> and that's um, where
0: the tutor steps in is it uh, yeah exactly yes. <laughs> okay
1: so i should i should work that in so uh, yes i did have a fair amount of maths tuition um because that was really my weakest subject. Um, and I also um, was not very strong in the sciences. Mm-hmm. All the STEM field uh, really was a, a weaker point for me. I, I did, incidentally, also have a tutor for a year at age 10, 11, uh, in preparation for my entrance exam to secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of uh, verbal and non-verbal reasoning and reading comprehension um, exercises, uh, also maths as well. Um, so it was partic- it was because I wasn't much of an all-rounder that I myself had a fair amount of tutoring because often, you know, passing certain exams or you know the GCSEs or whatever, you can't just have good grades in. A few subjects and then really poor grades in others, you know. So I, I was having to kind of top up the the weaker subjects.
0: Yeah, and do you think your your experiences with the tutors you have, or tutors you had, sorry, shaped um, the way you tutor now? Do you think there were maybe even just subliminal things or subconscious things that they instilled in you that you've carried on today?
1: Uh, I hope so. They were good. Well, I mean, just in. In general, the idea of normally of someone who's, um, who's seeking tuition in a certain subject, or at least in many cases, it could be because they are struggling in that subject and they need extra help. So as for those kind of students, I do feel a certain degree of empathy because I know what it's like to feel like you're banging your head against a wall and you're trying to understand a certain concept and it's not coming naturally. And, you know, it, it does require a lot of patience. Um, and so I hope that I, I try to definitely kind of offer that patience as a tutor because I know what it feels like to, to be in, in that position, um, which maybe I, I wouldn't otherwise. But, you know, these days I'm tutoring subjects that always came very naturally to me. Obviously, I'm not tutoring maths you know thank goodness for me I was able to <laughs> say goodbye to that a number of years ago um so maybe if I didn't have that uh, experience of struggling myself then if I were tutoring the subjects that I feel very very comfortable in today I, I wouldn't be as as patient um, that's yeah. my hope at least
0: yes well I'm, I'm sure when when obviously we 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 ask your students for feedback, you know, and they can tell us more more honestly. Well, <laughs> <are you laughs> yes. Patients or not, Josh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, you know, doing this slightly towards the student, um, because obviously, uh, tutoring this, is, the student plays such a key role in in relationship and in the in, in how you tutor and in what you tutor. Um, yeah. Kind of in the field of, of 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 confidence, which is again so important for for uh, students. How have you found that that when a student of yours is, is struggling with uh, confidence uh, in their own ability for the subject, uh, what what kind of are your your top tips for for remedying this for those uh, tutors listening?
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good question. Um, a few things I would say. Um, w- one thing is at least that I try and do, particularly if I can see that a student's uh, struggling with a certain um, subject, is I try and get them to focus on the things that they can do. Because there's always things that they can do. They might be the more, the more basic things at the start, but at least by showing them that they do have some grasp of the topic, then they feel more confident to go further with it. Otherwise, if, if, uh, if the student feels like they're failing at everything, they're going to get... Um, um kind of uh, exasperated and and be less motivated so i I would say that one of the things i do is just try and focus on the small victories uh, and get them (laughs) to focus on that first give them the give them the uh, courage and uh, motivation to progress um and i guess what's also a part of that is that i try not to worry too much if that means going very slowly at times, um, because there could be a, you know, there could be a tendency to think, okay, in this session, in this lesson, I want to get through all this material. But actually, maybe on only very a small bit of what you prepared to teach, you spend, you end up spending the whole hour. But so, I think, you know, that it's important to remember that is that is what tutoring is about. Yeah, you know, that to be able to have that extra time, that extra attention, one on one, usually. Um, to be able to focus on that so I, my, my, my advice for for anyone teaching a student who's really struggling is to not worry about taking it slowly um, and kind of build their confidence by small steps like small steps
0: yeah but that's a, a really actually a key point actually is that mm. that is kind of often why why uh, uh, a, a parent or a child or a, just a learner seeks out tutoring in the first place is because they want things exactly. to be taken yeah. more slowly. So that's a, a really key point actually to, to, to bring out really. Um, yeah. and, and in kind of the same vein, uh, Josh, what kind of advice do you have really very general advice for tutors starting out with, with online tutoring is it compared to let's say face-to-face tutoring, which has been, um, much more prevalent in, 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 the, in the, uh, education profession for for many years but is there something that you can maybe some inside tips you can give about online tutoring for for those looking to to start out
1: yeah um for sure I mean I think um I was a little bit um to be you know to be brutally honest I was a little bit apprehensive myself about the idea of online tutoring before I started um and it is you know it is different from face-to-face tutoring um I would say first of all that um draw the positives from it you know there's the very fact that both of you are sitting there with a computer while the you know tutoring session is happening opens a lot of doors for different things you can do, at least in um, the kind of the language uh, modern language tutoring i 've been doing um that enables me to send links to my students of you know, often I'll do like music videos and they can watch the music video during the session and um, and then I can bring up the lyrics on a different web page that, you know, in the click of a finger so yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I can also do screen sharing where, you know, because I, initially I had a worry about, you know, oh, how will, we, how will I be able to see what my student's writing and vice versa. But um, screen sharing kind of solves that issue because um, I can put... Uh, you know, put my screen sharing on and then the student can see in real time what I'm typing and then, you know, the same the other way around. Um, You know, one thing I would focus on is kind of making the most out of the opportunities that the technology offers that you wouldn't necessarily think to use in a regular face-to-face tutoring session. Um, Another uh, piece of advice I would give to um, a tutor who's starting online tutoring Is and this I would say this applies more to if you've got younger students um, that to beware that um, you know having a computer offers a lot of distractions potentially Um, and it is also it's also um, part of human psychology I think that it's easier to switch off um, in an online conversation you know if if you and I are sitting you know next to each other in real life. And it's much more difficult to just switch your brain off than mm-hmm. if, if I'm just kind of audio that you're hearing um, yeah. uh, so I, and because of that I think one of the key pieces of pieces of advice I would give is to make sure that the student is actively doing exercises actively you know you're giving them exercises in which they have to speak they have to write they have to do something because if it's just an extended monologue I mean Mm -hmm. no tutoring session should be like that in an Mm -hmm. ideal world but particularly an online session because if you're offering offering an extended monologue and you're you know just on the screen then that could you know lead to the student losing their concentration and even being distracted by other things on the computers so Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's that's a few pieces of advice I would give about uh, online tutoring
0: yeah and and, uh, that's a really good point actually isn't it is that even when you're trying to focus, something can pop up on your screen. Something can, uh, you know, notifications, noises, texts, all that kind of thing, um, exactly. which can be much more easily sort of uh, nullified uh, in face-to-face mm-hmm. tutoring. Um, actually, right. I read I read a, a little piece of advice recently, actually, which mentioned how in face-to-face, sorry, in uh, online tutoring, um, both the student and the tutor should share their screens because. Uh, obviously, the, the tutor may be sharing their screen to, to share documents that they want the student to work on, but the student should also share their screen so that um, the tutor can kind of see what's also on their screen. And, and so even that the, the, the student's um, attention is drawn towards that. Um, things like full screen for the document that they're working on, not, not kind yes. of half screen, even yes. little things like that are, are really concentration especially in kind of an hour and a half or two-hour session but um but josh now this is kind of um touches on maybe some of the things that you've already talked about but sure. in an actual uh online session um so sort of less generally is there something that you always do at the end of each session is there something that you really feel you have um mm-hmm. taken on board uh, that you could share with us obviously mm-hmm. we're not going to take your your industry secrets from you. And if this is something I've never heard anyone else do, then please do keep this to yourself. But, you know, is there anything that you can share with us that, that you do at the start or at the end of each session?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's something that's specific to online tutoring, um, but something that I always try to do at the start and end of every session, whichever method of tutoring it is, be it online or not, is to try and start by offering a reminder, like a recap about what we did in the previous session. And then at the end of each session, trying to wrap up all the things we've done that day, particularly because I, I think it's important to remember that um, tutoring sessions are happening amidst people's busy lives. And they might not have a lot of time to re review the material um, that had been done in the previous session. It's almost like if you're watching a, a TV series um, and, you know, you're up to episode 15 and then, you know, you're watching one new episode each week. And then by the time the next week comes around, you need a recap of the whole, plot um just so you can know when you come to watch episode 16 okay where am I now because I can't yeah. remember everything that happened in episode 15 so <laughs> based on the same kind of uh, logic as that I always try and bookend the sessions with a little recap from the previous week at the beginning and then a kind of summary um at the end um so I, I from from what I've heard that's kind of like starts and finishes are. Uh, um, focusing on them are quite an effective tool for learning because we tend to remember more of what's in the start and the finish than all the blurry bit in the middle.
0: Yes, exactly. As a ki- as a as a student, I probably wouldn't have accepted that I switched off like in that way. But actually, uh, in all honesty, you you probably do not listen to much of what happens in the middle of a session, actually, in a classroom or or in a tutoring session. Um, and also, I just think that. Even for the tutor yourself, you know, looking at it from the tutor's point of view, going back over what you've done that session in your own mind clears things up a bit, um, shows whether you have been able to complete what you had aimed to complete in that session. Um, and, yeah, again, kind of shows the, the progress that you've made in that session, even if it's only small steps, just summing up at the end. You know, if it's seven things, let's say, you've done in that session, even if only briefly, that's a real achievement. That you've managed to go over, understand a little bit better. Seven different things. You know, it might be definitely you know, grammar points in Hebrew. And- I mean,
1: what I what I would also say about that is that um, when you, I mean, particularly for online tutoring sessions. I mean, when you um, when you start the session, you know, of course, you say hi and ask how the student's doing, but it could seem a bit. Um, it, it takes also for the tutor. Um, some time to get into that zone of the session, so it's a nice little transition phase. If you can, okay. So, what did we do last week?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, if you were just to say, "Hi, how are you?" Okay, now explain to me this. Okay, now go to this exercise. You know, it's a bit would be a bit too immediate, maybe. So, it's mm-hmm. just kind of settling the tutor in and, as well as the students. So, yeah.
0: yeah, and and you know, this perhaps leads us on very nicely to. To the the next point that I wanted to to kind of bring up, which is a really good way of um, helping those people that that are looking to get into tutoring with real kind of relatable advice is what do you wish uh, you'd known when you began tutoring that you now know?
1: Well, for me, that's actually a very easy one to answer um, because knowing myself, I have always liked to, and to this day continue to, want to work in a very regimented way. I like making lists. I like having everything in order, know what I'm going to do when um, and how. Um, What I would say, though, is that I wish I'd known that tutoring a student is filled with unexpected twists and turns, you know I had this vision in mind that I was going to plan the entire schedule, and I would know exactly what we were doing every week of every session, but that's just not how it works, uh, and I wish I'd been more aware of that, less naive about that at the start, because you know let's take um, you know grammar points as an example of a certain language. You just don't know in advance how easy it's going to be for your student to pick up one particular grammar point and how difficult it might be for them to pick to really grasp another. So Mm -hmm. it it really is the case in my experience with the tutoring that you can focus just on one small point for two or three entire sessions and then you can be thinking, oh gosh, you know, um, I spent all this time on this one small point and now I don't have much time for other stuff but actually you come to the next concept you want to teach and they just get it like that super quickly. Yeah, anyway. and, and and so I feel like it all kind of balances out in the end. So what I wish I'd known from the start is that much as I'd like to, you cannot plan it and set it all in stone, how all the sessions are going to go and what you're going to teach when. And, you know, like we said before about the very reason for choosing. Tut- often is because um, uh, a student is struggling with a certain subject and they need that extra time uh, and so you know I wish I'd known not to worry too much about that um, because um, that's that's what it's all about really.
0: Yeah so having, having some sort of maybe wider awareness of, of the fact that sessions aren't going to take this, this, this regimented uh, structure and that you do have to be adapt- adaptable as a tutor to fit in extra points if they're not understood or go back a little bit if, 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 yep. you, if you're going too fast. Um, Absolutely. Now, Josh, I would just like to, to finish with, with um, this question, which I think maybe if, I, if I'm right, you may have already talked about earlier on what is the single most important attribute do you think for a tutor to to have?
1: Okay, uh, I would say that the single most important attribute would be probably just to be an approachable person. Uh, yeah. I think you can't underestimate, particularly if it's face to face tutoring how i don't how should I describe it when that someone's inviting you into their home often. And, and you know, you're just sitting one-on-one. I think the most important skill as a tutor is to be able to put the student at ease, mm-hmm. um, so they, that you know they can just uh, focus on the learning and not worry about making mistakes with you, not worry that they about you know feeling underconfident. And that once that trust's been built between um, the tutor and uh, the student, then um, I find that um, you know everything else seems to flow much more naturally you know wow. providing that the tutor knows knows what they're on about which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which they should that should which, be a given
0: yes <laughs> so we assume that that you've done at least your homework on on, on uh, the subject you're teaching uh,
1: yes so to be good. able to put your students at ease that that is yeah. what I would say is the the one most important uh,
0: attribute good well i hope that uh, those listening that's the final thing they take away because that is really one of the most important points I think about tutoring is, is exactly is that approachability, that relatability and, and putting people at ease. It's, it's very easy to, to concentrate and focus and learn when you're at ease. So for sure, um, for sure. thank you very, really, very, very much, Josh. Um,
1: thank you. You're very welcome. Really,
0: really useful to get kind of up-to-date advice and, 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 and tips from someone currently working kind of in uh, online tutoring you know there, there really is no better way of of eliciting this than by talking to someone who currently does it um, i think sure. online tutoring as i'm sure you'll agree will will be a key part of education yeah. in yeah. the years to come and actually you know kind of recent developments recent- <laughs> yeah. are really only accelerating that um, it's
1: very topical
0: exactly so let's make sure that we get that that podcast in nice and quick um <laughs> so thank you very, really very very much josh for for taking the time we're very very lucky to have had you on I hope uh, everyone has uh, enjoyed listening to that. And um, I know that there are things that people can take from that. So we wish you all the best. Uh, and Great. I you again Thanks very so nice much. Soon,
1: Josh. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. Okay.
0: Thanks for listening to the Qualified Tutor Podcast, where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community we're always looking for motivated tutors to interview on the show if you'd like to be part of the conversation get in touch at podcast at qualifiedtutor.org we'd love to learn from you